Welcome to the Gut Gazette podcast, where we have gutsy conversations about everything related to your gut. Mental health, food, relationships, exercise, there are so many factors that are linked to your gut, and here we talk about them all. I'm your host, Megan Marsiglio, and I'm on a mission to break the poo taboo, support digestive health, and destigmatize digestive issues. My passion for gut health stems from personal experience. I have IBS and Crohn's, and I know firsthand what it's like to live with a gut that has a mind of its own. But I've come to terms with the fact that it's my normal, and because of that, I've learned to embrace it. My goal is to have you embracing whatever it is you're going through. I hope to inspire self-advocacy in all of you, and after listening to each episode, my intention is you walk away feeling confident and empowered about your gut, mind, and body. Welcome back to the Get Gazette podcast. This is the fifth episode, and today it's just me and my mic. There's no special guests. I'm going to be talking about everything and anything related to bathroom anxiety. I'm going to dive deep into it, share my experiences, and then jump into different ways to cope with it. I also, last week, put out an ask on social media to the Gut Gazette community to ask if anyone was interested in anonymously sharing their story on this episode. So I did have a few people reach out, they've shared their stories, and in the last part of this episode, I'm going to be sharing those stories with you. So there's two types of bathroom anxiety. The first is having an anxiety or fear of not getting to a bathroom in time, and not knowing where the next bathroom will be. The second type is being anxious about using a bathroom in public. So maybe that's holding in your poop all day because you didn't want to go at work, or avoiding that last store in the mall because you have to run home to use the bathroom because you don't want to use the mall's bathroom. For those who deal with urgency around having to poop, usually having anxiety around using a bathroom in public isn't an issue, But for some people, the fear of using a public bathroom to poop in is real. And for those who avoid using bathrooms while away from home, holding in a poop for too long can cause a lot of distress on the body. It can cause bloating, discomfort, gas pains, nausea. It's just not comfortable to hold in a poop. Now, maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about. Maybe you're listening to this and you have no anxieties around finding a bathroom or going to the bathroom in public. This episode might not be speaking to you, but I do encourage you to listen to further understand everything that encompasses bathroom anxiety because trust me, there is definitely more than one person in your life who experiences it. They may have not told you about it. They might never, but the more you know and the more you're aware of it, the better you'll be able to understand and support someone who might be dealing with these issues. So first off, I'm going to address bathroom anxiety in respect to fearing where the next bathroom will be and whether or not you'll make it in time. This is an actual anxiety. A lot of people deal with it. I deal with it. It's not as strong as it once was. It's gotten a whole lot better than what it was years ago, but it is still an anxiety I can relate to and I think it's really important to share. I used to think I was the only one who had bathroom anxiety, the only person in the world, and 
Years ago, when I finally opened up about it, I learned that there's so many others who experience these issues all the time. It's it's just like anything. You think that you're the only person going through an awful issue or an experience, and then once you start talking about it or open up about it, you find out you aren't the only one. There's a lot of other people going through it. So don't feel nervous or anxious to talk about it and just be open about learning how you can cope with it because you are not the only person who's dealing with this. You might think you are, but trust me, you're not. I deal with it and I know about 10 or 15 other people who do. And on the Gut Gazette community, there's so many other people who deal with bathroom anxiety. So you're not alone. I'm going to now give you some experiences that I've had with bathroom anxiety. Some of them you might relate to, some of them you might not, but I thought if I opened up about all of the experiences I've had with bathroom anxiety, maybe you'll be able to relate and then I'll get into some of the ways that I cope with it. So I've really always had a nervous stomach, even long before I started experiencing severe digestive issues. When I was in elementary school, I would get nervous that I'd have to poop at a friend's house. I remember a few times I would just hold it in. I didn't want to poop in their house, poop at their house. <laughs> and um, and then I started to get nervous that I'd have a stomach ache at school. I remember, and my mom can totally recall this memory with me, but in grade five, I was on the track team. I was attending my first track meet. I was running in the relay race, and I remember being so nervous for it, so nervous that I missed getting on the bus to the meet because I couldn't stop having nervous poops. Does anyone else call them nervous poops? I call them nervous poops when I'm feeling nervous and my stomach gets going and the result is having to poop, hence nervous poops. Anyways, I was just so nervous. I didn't want to go. I was nervous I was going to have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the race. I was nervous that on the way to the meet, I would have to go for a poop. I was a ball of nerves and that's really the earliest memory I have of experiencing a real form of bathroom anxiety and those nervous poops. So my mom ended up driving me to the meet. I ran it. We ended up coming in dead last but I remember feeling so proud that I pushed myself to go to the event and I didn't have to poop in the middle of the race after all. My next memory of bathroom anxiety is high school. I definitely had a nervous stomach between grade 5 and grade 11 but I really don't have many memories from that time frame of having a fear of finding a bathroom in time or having a sense of urgency in going to the bathroom. When my real severe digestive issues started in grade 11, one of the main sources of anxiety I had was a fear of not making it to the bathroom in time. I mentioned it in episode one, but I was going to the bathroom 10 to 12 times a day and those trips to the bathroom were extremely urgent. When I had to go, I had to go. There was no opportunity to hold it in. There were a few times I literally thought I was about to shit my pants in the hallway because I had to go that badly as I was walking towards the bathroom. It was an awful, awful feeling. And I hated having to raise my hand in class every time I needed to go to the bathroom because who had to leave to use the bathroom more than once during class, if that? For a long time, I would call in sick because I just couldn't bear the anxiety of having to raise my hand more than once. In episode one, I also mentioned that at my high school, we had assemblies twice a week for the whole school, and I just hated the idea of having to sit through them in the event I had to get up in the middle of an announcement or presentation and walk down the loud metal auditorium stairs. 
because all eyes would be on me. I'd be the center of attention. And I just, it just got me very anxious and nervous because I knew that I was going to have to get up to use the washroom. That's, my stomach was just in that state all the time. During exam time, I was also ridiculously nervous of having to sit in that large exam hall to write because in case I did have to raise my hand and get escorted out to use the washroom, I was just, I felt so awkward that I'd have to relieve myself in the bathroom while my teacher waited for me to get out because the teacher walked into the washroom with you to make sure you weren't cheating or anything. It was just such an intense fear and anxiety I always had. Um, I also didn't go to parties in high school. I didn't I didn't want to seem like the odd one out for not drinking there or eating the fun food that was at these parties. I couldn't drink because of my digestive issues and there were a lot of foods that I avoided. So I really did just avoid a lot of social settings because I was afraid I would get sick or that I would have to use a public bathroom or a bathroom at a party. It was just not fun. I also didn't go on school trips in grade 11 and grade 12. I didn't go on grad trip outings. I just had this fear that if I took a school bus or I was somewhere that I didn't know that I wouldn't be able to find a bathroom. You know, the whole bathroom anxiety thing, it it really threads itself through all, all through high school. And because of it, I just missed out on so much because of these digestive issues and anxieties around the bathroom. I also mentioned in episode one that in first and second year university, I really secluded myself from the rest of my peers in class because I would sit at the very back of the lecture hall at the very end of the row so that I could easily sneak out to use the washroom. And in first year, I also avoided having to take the bus anywhere because I didn't want to be on a bus and have an issue or have um, an accident. Not that I ever had an accident, but that was one of my anxieties. I was just so nervous that I wouldn't be able to get off in time and that I would have an accident in front of a, in a public setting. So the only way that I felt comfortable getting from point A to point B was walking. So if I wanted to walk to the mall from campus or to meet a friend at a coffee shop, it was usually like a 45-minute to an hour walk. And I guess in my head I thought if I walked and I had an accident, it wouldn't be such a big deal because I would be by myself and I would deal with it on my own. But the idea of being in a public setting was just so much more nerve-wracking. In first year, I stayed in residence and... We had to share one stall between 10 to 12 people. There were like six people on my floor and then four or five people on the floor above us. And we just had one bathroom, one stall, one shower, one sink, and we shared it. And I would get so anxious in the mornings fearing that someone would be in the bathroom when I was needing to go and that I wouldn't be able to access the next closest bathroom in time. So my strategy in coping with this fear was to wake up well before anyone else, get all my shits out, have a light breakfast, relieve myself some more, and then head to class. I'll call this a strategy in quotation marks because it it wasn't a strategy. I wouldn't recommend doing this at all. It was really a sense of torture to my body, but... It helped me avoid the possibility of someone else being in the bathroom if I had to go and it also helped me relieve myself before heading to lecture. 
It was in first year that I also discovered Imodium. God bless Imodium. I think Imodium is fantastic if used on the odd occasion when you really need it, but I abused those anti-diarrhea drugs very badly. I they're not addictive, but I would I would take them so many times a day after doing my business in the morning, I would pop two to three pills just to be sure I'd be bunged up for the day. And the typical dosage for Imodium is one. If you find you're still having issues, then it's advised to take a second one. But I would take two to three. I took so many tablets of Imodium that my body almost started to become immune to it. So after a few hours of having three in my system, I was having the shits again. And then I'd take another couple. And I also wasn't eating much, so my body was just terribly unhappy and at the end of the day I would be absolutely exhausted and in the worst pain so I would go to bed with my heating pack and then I'd start the whole cycle over again bright and early the next morning. When I did take the bus from university back home and vice versa I would make sure to take it very late in the day so that I didn't have anything left in my system that I would need relieving because I went to school in Guelph I lived in Toronto and that bus ride was an hour and a half and um, the idea of being on the Greyhound and having to use that little bathroom in the corner um, or someone else being in that bathroom and not being able to use it in time or even sometimes those bathrooms were out of order and that freaked the hell out of me. So I didn't didn't, um, eat anything all day. I would load up on Imodium and I would just feel like shit for the whole day. I would feel like crap once I got home. It just, it was a terrible coping strategy, but that's what I did. Anyway, fast forward to graduating university and starting my career. For a few months, I worked right in downtown Toronto and I'd take public transportation to work. At this point, my anxieties around public transportation were a lot better, hence why I was able to take it, but I would still start my mornings with an Imodium. It was like my multivitamin, except it bunged me up for the rest of the day. And if I didn't take an Imodium or I was just having one of those days that Imodiums didn't really work, there was no way I'd use the bathroom at work to poop because the stalls, they were so small. They were close together. They were close to the desks outside and the thought that people might hear a fart, smell a smell, or wonder why I was in there for more than five minutes got me feeling just awkward and nervous. So I'd usually leave the office and walk to the nearby gas station, which was absolutely disgusting. There was, there was, it was just the grossest place. I hated having to use that bathroom. As you could imagine, it was a gas station downtown Toronto. Um, and, uh, anyway, if I could make it, I would walk to the Starbucks and do my business there, but it was inconvenient. And the more I avoided work's bathroom, the more anxiety I stirred up in myself. It just was awful. Now, fast forward to present day 2019, and I can happily say my gut is in remission for the most part. I still have bad IBS days here and there. I still experience the occasional flare up, and I still have days where I go to the bathroom more than normal, but... I'm no longer experiencing bathroom anxiety like I used to, and I'm not working myself up mentally like I used to, which would attribute to urgent trips to the bathroom. I also 
don't rely on Imodium anymore. And I think I've had the same box of Imodium for the past two years, which is amazing compared to the amount I used to go through eight to nine years ago. I really just take it as a preventative crutch if I know I'll be in a situation where I won't be able to easily access a bathroom quickly in the event that I had to. I'm not saying that my bathroom anxiety is totally gone, though. It's still there in the back of my head, but I'm able to silence it and move on. I'm able to ignore those anxious thoughts and not let them rule how I live my life. I mean, I can totally, totally work myself into a downward spiral of feeling anxious. And those feelings of unease and anxiety, they just get my gut going and they make me run to the bathroom. My gut just has a reaction to any negative emotion my mind is feeling. But I can now stop that downward spiral from happening if I work hard enough at it. And I really do attribute the coping mechanisms that I've learned throughout the years to help me combat this anxiety. It didn't happen overnight, though. It definitely did not happen overnight. It wasn't always easy, but I am happy that I'm in the place that I am today because I didn't think that it was possible. Like 10 years ago, I would have never been able to say that I could do some of the things I do now without thinking of whether or not I'll have an accident. So that's my testimonial to all of you who experience bathroom anxiety that what you're dealing with now is not a forever thing. And if you make the time to work on coping with it, you will heal. And it's not the improvement of the health of my gut that has got to me to where I am today. I mean, it's definitely been a factor, but I, I have to say that it's totally the skills I've learned mentally that has helped me be able to combat it and cope with it. So coping mechanisms. I want to just preface the fact that learning to cope with an anxiety of any sorts doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes weeks, months, years, many years. So as you learn what works and doesn't work for you, just go with that and celebrate the little successes you have and don't kick yourself for not going from zero to 100 in a short period of time because like anything, practice makes perfect. It takes time. I also just want to say that I'm not a doctor or a therapist, so the coping mechanisms that I provide are my own opinion. So take what you want, take what you can, and I definitely urge you to go talk to a professional like a doctor to figure out what your best plan of attack will be in dealing with your bathroom anxiety. So anyway, as much as Imodium is a coping mechanism for me, it is more so a helping crutch. It helps reduce the number of times I have to use the washroom, but it doesn't take away the feelings of anxiety I have. It's just, I just know that if I take it, it can help curb what I might physically feel, but it never takes away the anxiety. So it just is a little bit of a tool. In terms of actual coping mechanisms, the first is seeking the help of a professional therapist, either from a social worker, psychotherapist, or a psychiatrist. Go talk to someone who can help you with what's going on in your mind. Typically, you have a few sessions covered by insurance, but you can do your research to figure out what plan you'll be on, what will work best for you, but really talk to someone. Seek guidance from your family doctor to help you find who you can talk to and feel comfortable talking to someone because this is what they do for a living. I went and saw a social worker who worked with me 
to discover what it was that I feared so much in relationship to bathroom anxiety and um, how to work on challenging those thoughts and behaviors I had. And I remember one of my first appointments with the social worker, she asked me to talk about a situation that I avoided because of my fear of not finding a bathroom. And at the time, it was public transportation because I avoided it like the plague. This was in first year, or this was in second year, I should say. I didn't take the bus. I ended up buying a car in between first and second year because I just couldn't, I couldn't even take the Greyhound anymore. Like, the idea of having to get on the Greyhound bus was a huge source of anxiety. So I ended up getting a car that I could use to drive around and like I would be the DD because I didn't want to take the bus downtown to party I would I would drive everywhere I would drive to class when I could really just hop on the bus with my friends but anyway the plague I avoided public transportation like the plague and she asked me why I feared it so much and I just said I was nervous I would have to go to the bathroom while I was on it and that I wouldn't be able to get off in time or I wouldn't be able to ask the bus driver to stop because I had to get off. I just, that's what I was really nervous about. But she asked me what I meant by that. And I thought, well, I just told you what I meant by that. But I really just couldn't voice the fact that I was afraid I was going to have an accident. I never told her I was afraid I was going to have an accident. She literally had to pull those words out of me. I was so nervous to say those words, but I finally said it. I was afraid I was going to poop myself in front of strangers because I wouldn't be able to hold any longer. That was my real fear. And then she asked me what would happen from that. How would I feel if I shit my pants in front of strangers? And I said I would be humiliated. I would be embarrassed. It would be an awful feeling and I would probably feel very sick for pooping myself in public. And then she asked me if anything worse would come of that. And I said, no, nothing worse would happen. It would just be very, very humiliating. And I think that kind of put it into perspective for me. Because, I mean, pooping yourself is pretty embarrassing. But it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you. It's not hurting anybody else. It's not the world's most terrible thing. And in the event you do poop yourself, you have a plan going forward that you can fix. And believe it or not, if you poop yourself in public, people probably won't notice. I am thankful I've never had an accident, but I've talked to a couple people who have Crohn's who have had accidents in public and nobody would have known. So just putting that into perspective really helped me. And I mean, like I said, you don't go from zero to 100 overnight. I was still anxious and nervous to take the bus, but she helped me figure out ways to face that fear. So then she asked me to put myself in that scenario of what if it actually happened? And she kind of made me go through it in my mind, made me pretend and think, What if I was on a bus and I pooped myself? What would I do? Well, I would get off the bus as soon as I could. I would go home. And if I wasn't close to home, 
I would call a friend that I really trusted to ask to pick me up. I would go home. I would clean up. And I'd probably throw out whatever I was wearing so that I wouldn't be reminded of it again. But that would be my plan. And nothing bad would happen from that. And anyway, I could go on about it. But it that really did help me. And um, I did start taking the bus just a couple stops here and there to learn that I could do it, that I could get off and be proud of the fact that I did it, that I didn't ship myself, and that I didn't even have to go. So don't get me wrong, the short bus rides, they were still extremely uncomfortable, and I absolutely hated every second, but after doing it a few times, I felt proud and more confident, and like anything, like I said, practice makes perfect, and the more exposure you have to something, the easier it gets. So... I highly recommend talking to someone to help you figure out how to deal with those thoughts and behaviors that you have around bathroom anxiety. The second is replacing the negative thoughts with positive ones. I started replacing my thoughts of feeling nervous that I would have to use the washroom with happy things. So when I was on the bus for those few stops and I started to think in a negative way, I would quickly replace it with something positive like, how cute the guide dog puppies at university were, or how excited I was for a party I was going to later on. As many times as I had to do it, I would repeat that to myself. I would kind of push that negative comment that I was saying to myself out of the way and replace it with a positive one. The third mechanism would be playing with time. I'll call this the time method. I started to play with time back when I was talking to the therapist and figuring out ways to deal with this bathroom anxiety and for me I would just make sure I always had the time on me and if I was in a situation where I started to get anxious I would tell myself that I wouldn't get anxious until x time so for example let's say I was on the bus going downtown and I knew it would take 45 minutes I would get on at say 8 a.m and in my head I would say to myself that I wouldn't have to use the washroom or feel nervous until 8.15. So from 8 to 8.15, I would be all good. And I would keep my eye on the time. And once 8.15 was approaching, I would push the time back further. So I would then say, nope, not going to have to go to the bathroom until 8.30. And then once 8.30 started to roll around, I'd say, nope, not till 8.45. And then before I knew it, it was 8.45, I was getting off the bus and I didn't have to go to the bathroom or maybe I did have to go to the bathroom but I was able to keep it at bay until I got off and I could find the bathroom. I told myself that I was in control of everything and this really really helped me. I could get off the bus at any point and walk into the nearest public spot to use the washroom if I had to but I would keep an eye on the time until I got to the destination I was at. Four is tapping into your breath. Now, I'll still sometimes use the time method as a coping strategy, but the majority of time I'll use my breath. And it is really remarkable as to how powerful a deep breath can be. I know that on episode two, the ladies of home talked about how important it is to just take a deep breath when you're feeling anxious or having anxiety. Because when you're feeling all nervous and anxious, you're not properly breathing. And all those nerves, they're just stirring up those awful gut feelings that are making you have to poop. So if you can turn in and focus on taking deep breaths, your gut will start to slow down as well. 
Number five is to plan ahead. Another way to reduce bathroom anxiety is always planning ahead. And by planning ahead, I mean planning out where the next bathrooms are. When I know where the next bathroom is, I feel less stressed. But when I have zero clue if there's a bathroom close by, I start to freak out. So I do my homework and I make sure I know where the bathrooms are. If I'm at a mall, I'll make sure I know where each bathroom is located on each floor. When I'm at a theater, I'll scope at the bathroom before the show starts. If I'm in an event space, my first question is usually, where's the bathroom? Then there are times I'm going somewhere. Like, for example, planning a riverboat tour in Chicago, I called ahead to make sure there is a bathroom on the boat. There's also been times that I went on a tour and there wasn't a bathroom, and... I decided, no, I'm not going to go on that tour because I know that it won't be conducive for me. So I planned another tour. Number six is own it. My last coping strategy in dealing with bathroom anxiety relating to urgency and figuring out where the next bathroom is, is putting worry aside that people will judge you. You really have to pull out your confidence and own this one. I have to remind myself of this still all the time, but really at the end of the day, in the event that I have to get up from the middle of a crowd during an intimate presentation or sneak out from somewhere to use the bathroom, then who cares? If someone wants to make up their own little story of why you're leaving, they can, but it's it's not their business. It's really not a big deal at the end of the day. And if you have to go to the bathroom go. My mom and dad, they always said this to me in high school and university and it really just took until a couple years ago for me to be like, yeah, you know what? If I'm going to, if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to go. I don't don't care what people think and it might take a while for you to own it as well, but just keep that in the back of your mind because it really doesn't matter what other people think and if they are thinking negatively of you, then they're not worth your time and they're not worth your energy. Now, if you have an anxiety about going in the bathroom in a public space, this is where you also have to own it and remember that everyone poops and there are a lot of ways to help reduce smell and sound. To help reduce any sound of pooping in public, you can use the flush technique where as you're pooping, you give a little flush, the flush masks any noise and quickly eliminates smell, killing two birds with one stone there. And another way to reduce any smell is to use toilet bowl drops. So I'm going to plug the Get Gazette's Eau de Toilet. They are perfume for the loo before you poo. And what you do is drop in a few drops into the toilet before you poop. And a layer of essential oils and alcohol is created on the surface of the water. So once you poop, the smell gets trapped underneath. They actually work. I love them. And what you can also do around feeling anxious or nervous around using the public bathroom is challenging your anxieties of using public bathrooms by asking yourself what is the worst thing that could happen if you poop in the mall bathroom or the bathroom at work maybe you're thinking you'll get judged okay well if you're getting judged for pooping there's something awfully wrong with that person who's thinking those thoughts because why are they doing that who cares do you judge someone for going to the bathroom for pooping probably not everyone poops And how much better do you physically feel after having a poop when you have to go? It's such a relief. And if you're holding it in all day to wait until you get home, chances are you'll be feeling pretty shitty and you might be feeling pretty shitty for the rest of the night. So just poop away. And if someone actually judges you, they are 100% not worth your energy. So to recap, 
coping mechanisms for dealing with bathroom anxieties. Number one, seek help from a professional therapist. Two, replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Three, use the time method. Four, tap into your breath. Five, plan ahead, know where the next bathroom is going to be. Six, own it. And then if you have anxieties around going to the bathroom in public, use the flush technique and use eau de toilet. These will all help you with figuring out how to deal with your bathroom anxiety. And like I mentioned, if you really struggle with it, there's no shame in going to talk to someone about it and reaching out. The Gut Gazette is here for you. You can reach out to us on the Gut Gazette social media platforms. You can connect with others. We have a private Facebook group that you can join where you can talk about your digestive issues. There is, it's, you're not crazy for having bathroom anxiety. It's a thing. Anyway, that's enough about me. Um, Like I had mentioned, there were a few people who reached out to me on social media about their stories and I wanted to share them with you because it's just another point that there are so many other people who are going through this. So these are just a few examples of some people that I've connected with. So one person who reached out to me is a first responder who has really, really bad bathroom anxiety and they said that It gets really bad when they are working and they're the only one on call or they know that they don't really have a backup and they know that once they get to this call, if they really have to go to the bathroom, they won't be able to leave. So there's a huge anxiety around bathroom there. And actually, ironically, the first responder said that they once went to a call where someone was having bathroom anxiety And it kind of reassured the first responder that they aren't the only one who goes through this. And they met somebody else who was actually having this anxiety of not knowing if they'd be able to go to the bathroom while they were in the exam, but, you know, having the urgency to do so. So the first responder went through some grounding techniques and in doing so, it helped themselves as well. So I thought that was... I thought that was really interesting and, you know, to know that even professionals who are first responders, they deal with bathroom anxiety. So another person reached out to me and said that their issues with IBS and SIBO actually all started because of bathroom anxiety. So this person was renting an apartment and the bathroom started to not work. But their landlord wouldn't call a plumber for four days and they told them that if they had to poop that they could just go across to the Loblaws across the street and uh, use the bathroom, which I think is crazy to begin with. But when the plumber finally came, the landlord told the plumber to leave the clog that was in the toilet on the bathroom floor so that the tenant, this person, could see it for themselves and that the landlord could say, this is your clog, you have to pay, which is just so unethical. It's very unhealthy to do that in the first place. Like, it was, this is just disgusting. But anyway, um, this, this event caused a big anxiety in this person to to ever poop at home because they were nervous that they would 
end up in a similar situation like before and it led to a bad week of constipation which resulted in a lot of bad stuff going on with their gut which led to SIBO and years later this person is still dealing with it so bathroom anxiety comes from a lot of different scenarios and uh, hopefully none of you have this landlord who takes clogs out and keeps them on the floor for you to see because that is absolutely disgusting. I had another person reach out to me and tell me that they have been dealing with bathroom anxiety for almost seven years and it's been very debilitating. They haven't been able to finish high school They haven't been able to travel anywhere outside their home. It's just been really awful. But they just found out that bathroom anxiety is a real thing. And for a long time, they thought that they were the only person in the world going through this. And they kind of thought they they were crazy. But because it's real, they're starting to feel a little bit better about the whole situation. And they're excited about learning how to combat the anxiety and the episodes that they deal with. So... You know, this person thought that they were the only person going through it and I really do appreciate them reaching out to me and saying that they've learned that bathroom anxiety is real and I hope that there's some more of you who have listened to this podcast and realize that a lot of people do go through it. There's a lot of ways that you can go ahead and deal with it and that it's not going to be a forever anxiety, you will be able to get through it and that there are people that you can talk to. So that wraps up the bathroom anxiety episode. I hope that you have a little bit more understanding about what it is if you didn't know what it was to begin with or if you have bathroom anxiety, I hope that you know that you aren't the only one and that there are resources and tools out there to help you with it. And I really could talk about bathroom anxiety for a long time. I'm very passionate about spreading awareness about the fact that people do have a lot of anxieties around bathroom accessibility and finding a bathroom in time or not being comfortable using a bathroom and I just want to talk about it as much as I can. So thank you for listening. I hope that I didn't rant too long because it was just me and my mic but I really do appreciate your support with the Gut Gazette podcast. Feel free to rate it. If you can give it a little testimonial, that would be awesome. Uh, That would really be great for the podcast's success. And I will see you next week on episode six. Let's connect online. The next time you're on your favorite platform, look up the Gut Gazette and feel free to say hello. Or if you fancy a read, head over to thegutgazette.com for all things gut.